Roadsaw. What is he talking about? He's losing his mind. Man. Man, oh man. Welcome back to a, a totally not recorded again episode of the United We Nerd podcast. Um, mm-hmm. A podcast where we definitely uh, don't forget that our audio channels weren't live. Yay. <laughs> Am I live Be- this time for real? I think we're good. I think we're good this time. Um, you know what? Cool. It wouldn't be uh, a new year without the foibles, especially the foibles that we could have just pretended didn't happen. But you know what? We're real like that. Mm-hmm. What else is real is that, Joel, this right. episode's coming out on February 1st, which means it is our th- three-year anniversary month. Damn. We've been doing this for three years. <laughs> We've been doing this for three years, dude. It's wild. Um, a lot of content. A lot of content. content. A lot of, lot of stuff. And it's, you know, we're still here. We're still kicking. And, you know, mm-hmm. we got a lot of stuff coming. And to yeah, yeah. show you to show you guys uh, what you can have in store for 2024, you can check out this clip right here. This February is United We Nerds' third anniversary. Three years. And with the celebration, we have three announcements, one change, one return, and one new. First, let's get to the change. Now, in the past year, when it came to reviews and our podcasts, we realized that our schedules weren't really meshing up and that we had a tough time doing reviews and podcasts separately. So, in 2024, we are deciding to rejoin them, which means... We'll be able to review things faster and quicker for you guys. Don't worry, YouTube. The video version of the review will be released the Monday after the podcast for easier access later on. And next, the return. So for those of you that have been with us for a while, remember special episodes that we did a a little while ago. But I'm glad to announce that our roundtable discussions are coming back this year. Joel's been working really hard on them, and we're going to have a lot of fun talking with our friends having discussions about special nerdy topics, maybe even Star Wars. So look forward to seeing them in the near future, because trust me, you're going to have a lot of fun. And finally, the new. The latter half of 2023, we start doing the Weekend Warrior streams on twitch.tv forward slash nerd. And this year, we decided we wanted to make it a little bit more high stakes. That's why we are announcing right here, all throughout the month of February, we're going to be having special weekend streams we are calling the chase for the title. I know what you might be asking, Brian, what title are you talking about? Well, I'm glad you asked. Every weekend this February, leading up to February 25th, our anniversary, me and Joel are gonna be competing for the World Nerdy Weight Championship. And this just isn't for bragging rights. This is a fully fledged title that we will debut on our first stream February 4th at 1 p.m. Pacific. So don't be late. That's not all. Every stream this February, you too can also be involved in the chase. By showing your support during the stream, you might be able to help or hinder Joel or I in the chase for the World Nerdy Weight Championship. Again, we couldn't have made it to three years without your guys' support, and we appreciate you all so very much. And for those of you that are just joining us right now, this is the best time to join United We Nerd. Year three is where the fun really begins. We appreciate you all for being with us so far. And year three is going to be the best year yet. And until next time, keep on nerding. Wow, what a lot of cool stuff, right, Joel? 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's 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 go over it real quick, Joel. Um, nah, yeah, we talk, we're done. I'm fucking done. We I'm talked about what's <laughs> we talked about what's changing, what's coming back, and what's new. Uh, what's mm-hmm. changing the the merger of our review and our podcast episodes together? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the past the past year wasn't kind to reviews just because of the strike and everything like that. Um, mm-hmm. And I know. At least for us, it started getting a lot more difficult to try to find time to record review episodes separately. So, yeah. I think this will be a good for us. We will be able to, you know, catch up really quick and, you know, talk about what we want to talk about. You know, sometimes you just got to go back to the old ways. It's that's true. How we used to do it, and that's okay. That's fine. No one, um, no one gets hurt. Yeah, and of course, uh, like we said, uh, the. The YouTube version will be uh, posted up on its own. So if anybody wants to just go watch the review again, they can do that. So there's a little bit of the new and old mixed in there. Um, And I know for you, Joel, something that's very exciting is the return of the roundtable discussions. Hell yeah. I enjoyed those so much. It was nice having our friends come on board and just talk about some shit with us and nerdy shit. And we had people who were, you know, we're new to D&D, people who were, like, experienced in D&D, they came together for one. That was really cool. I think we did another similar one like that, and then we also for sure did an Overwatch one uh, when, you know, two was announced and before it shit hit the fan, so you could hear our uh, before genuine... Before the promise was there. Uh, uh, ...interest and uh, nostalgia before... It, at least it changed for me. I mean, you'll like it or not, right? But... We had like a quasi one with Destiny too, but yeah, we have we need like a full one later. But yeah, I think it's some of our best stuff when we have guests. So more of that is coming for sure. Assassin's Creed's on the table, definitely for sure. It's been there. We just need to do it. Star Wars coming soon too, and honestly, Gundam one we haven't done. We love Ooh, yeah. So uh, we should we should do that. But yeah, oh, yeah, I'd be I'd be down. Roundtables are always a fun time. It's always fun to talk about uh, the things we really like. Because that's what this podcast mm-hmm. is about. But also, on the streaming side, what's new? Chase for the title. That's right. Like I said, this entire month, we're going to be doing streams, Weekend Warrior style, until we get to the anniversary, February 25th, where one of us are going to be crowned the World Nerdy Weight Champion. Will it be me? Will it be Joel? Who knows? I don't know. And you know what? It's cool because it's our anniversary. Like we said, we're going to be having the viewing audience being able to participate uh, in certain ways, trying to throw monkey wrenches into the entire thing. So that's going to be really fun, Joel. Are you ready, though? Because one of us is going to be champion. I mean, I don't want to brag. You know, but. But he's been playing the fucking game. (laughs) (laughs) I'm coming in fresh. I don't know shit. What what, what I think is going to be really cool, though, for the MyGM mode is that I I haven't played that at all. So the the strategic value of, like, the the MyGM mode for 2K23 um, is going to be you know, com- like 
kind of an even playing field for us because it's not so much about how you play the game. It's how you strategize your show. So I think it's going to be a fun time. Hopefully you guys will come join us every weekend this February for the chase for the title and see who will become the world nerdy white champion. The boner saws are ready. I mean, whoops. Oh, uh-oh. 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 I don't I, I, no. no. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> Hashtag boner saw. Well, no. Well, Audio's working, we got... right? <laughs> Audio's working. Now it's working, I guess, unfortunately. Oh, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just in time for us to be uh, taken off. Um, anyway, with that out of the way, Joel, how has your week been? Hey. Uh, what I've been up to, let's see if I can recall all the things that I said before. Um, one of them, oh, played D&D back to back. It's pretty fun. I'm doing a, a fantasy campaign. My crew went on a crystal ship, fought like their mentors, or so they thought. They were like images, and they got new shit on the way that they're going to run into. And I was just planning what they're going to do next. It's going to be fun. I'm doing the Mass Effect D&D. For those who are familiar with Mass Effect, they are going to go to Tachanka next. Uh, yes. They have Eve and Rex with them. They're going to try to cure the Jedi page. If that doesn't make sense at all, those just sound like a bunch of weird words. All you need to know is shit's hitting the fan. This is part three of the game series, and it's woo! That's It just, woo! It takes off. It we It's full steam ahead after this. I mean, it's been full steam, but I like... Yeah. yeah. And I throw in some twists for them, too. And, of course, as players, they do that as well. So. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be fun, especially for the members of a group that have no idea how the Mass Effect story goes. Chachanka's mm-hmm. a pretty big part, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be intrigued what you're gonna throw in for us that know the story, and then I'm I'm anticipating like them trying to take the lead and see what they decide <laughs> to have happen. So if anybody knows and if anybody knows Mass Effect 3, you you know what we're talking about. It's gonna be yeah. wild. And what was fun is I feel like you guys, uh, at least in a lot of games, I feel like the biggest problem is power creep. Uh, uh, for those who know Mass Effect, there's this unit called the Phantom. And it's a, a unit that can yeah. one hit kill. And so I made them really tough. And if they they crit, they like knocked out a player. But they were pretty lucky, except for the orbital bombardment, one of their, your teammates did. But other than that, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's a good time. And we'll see where it goes. Um and then after that, uh, I celebrated my birthday, turned 34. Brian and Marcel got me something cool, a little like 808 synth with like a little drum pad. That was really cool. Uh, other friends got me like Gundam models. Oh, there's one. Actually, there's a few right here since we love Gundam so much. Um, yeah. Let's see. Buddy got me a I, Blue I know Destiny. One of them. Yeah. yeah. So I, I actually, I think Unit I read two. part of the comic. Yeah, Unit 2. So that's cool. I, I don't have any Blue Destiny stuff, so that's cool. Um, also... For those who can see this, this is a real grade a god gundam aka hey. burning gundam and i don't have a real grade so shout out to my buddy ben for that that's gonna look nice everyone got me some great stuff even though i said don't give me gifts um everyone's really cool and shout out to matt for this cool journal he gave me um it's basically for like maybe D stuff it's like a dragon journal it's like a bronze cover damn like a dragon eye kind of locket yeah I saw this thing where like people have been documenting like their playthroughs of Baldur's Gate, like they're the actual character. I was like, oh, that's a good idea. So I might do that. Thank nice. you. Matt. Hell yeah. And a bunch of other things people got me that are wonderful. It was a fun time. We played one night 
Alien uh, to set up for after watching uh, Werewolf by Night in color, which I haven't seen, so that was really cool. I've seen the black and white one, but cool. And then we finished the night with uh, Speed Racer. Uh, I haven't Speed seen Racer. that since 2011, so it was it was fun. It's still goofy as shit. Uh, at least not <laughs> that problematic, as far as I remember. It, it's pretty dumb in a great way. Very colorful, like junk food. Honestly, a junk food movie. Uh, it's it's definitely yeah. one of those ones where you just kind of like stare at it. He's yeah. And shout out to my my boy Jameson. He got me a a new controller that's like SNES style. It has like two extra like buttons. Oh for yeah, the, the fight uh, pad. The fight pad. So it's really cool. Um, and I just started playing classic at Street Fighter Six. I just tested my metal yesterday against our buddy. Shout out to uh, J Mike. Uh, kicking my ass but he i said hey i got a new <laughs> controller i need to break it in and i can learn some moves with one of his buddies so yeah classic boy on the rise coming i mean modern so, was good to me but classic's on so the way coming out of modern i want to ask you like how how was that experience like how how far did you get with uh your your training uh you mean in classic or like with modern t- and then like switching to well no just like just like Playing playing in classic, like how did it feel compared to modern for you? I'm really interested. Uh, I I don't know if it's a controller or just classic. It's snappier. Um, I don't know if modern is slower. It just felt felt slower now that I'm playing on classic. Maybe it's a controller too. But um, yeah, and that oh. that trade off for damage is fucking worth it. I don't even know how to do this the super moves yet properly. Um, I'm honestly like yeah. I won some matches just doing like heavy moves and light moves and a few combos because i'm still learning right like on modern mm-hmm. it was easy it made it super accessible which Dude. is great if you're like me not that great of a fighter fighting game player so but now it's like all right i got this good controller let's fucking go you know and <laughs> got my ass kicked a few times yesterday but it, it was cool to like you know i was like actually practicing with like guile and seeing his like new moves i couldn't do right away with modern like some of those moves were locked like i can't pull them yeah. off but now they've classic styles like oh you got that kick is sick or this move is dope you know it's yeah you got your full move set unlocked to you oh yeah it's some of those I... characters i'm like they had this move yeah it's <laughs> oh yeah. yeah and if you played modern and street fighter you know you have a damage cut and that damage cut being gone oh god it makes like yeah uh i feel like with modern i was like really slogging sometimes to win um, but with classic, it feels like matches go by so much faster, <laughs> win or lose, because like we're we're going hard. But yeah, so me and Brian are due for some classic matches in the future, and I hopefully get better. <laughs> I got to learn some combos now. <laughs> I'll just hit Y and and pray, you know. Now you're gonna be standing there trying to remember. It's like, okay, how's what's my level one? What's my level two? And then by the time yeah, you figure dude, it out, you get your ass. My buddy J Mike was like, level three, let's go. And I'm like, I don't know how to do it yet. <laughs> Like it's, it's a clear moment when I was fighting one of his buddies, and we both could, were, you know, both should have done a level three, and he pulled it off, and I was like, I have no fucking idea. Bro, playing <laughs> so. Ken, Ken and Classic, I can't tell you how many times I've accidentally launched my level three when I was trying to do a level one. It's like motherfucker, now I wasted my entire fucking bo- my gauge. Dude, he he is so different in Classic versus Modern now. Now that I'm trying, yeah. I, I used him a couple times yesterday. Yeah, it was like, ooh, now I know why people use Ken, but also, ooh. <laughs> that's a lot to learn for me uh so yeah that was yeah so shout out to jameson for the new uh i think it's a hori controller yeah i think it's H- a, a hori a hori uh fight pad yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah, a that's a good hori is a very good 
fighting game yeah. controller brand. And I, my Razer doesn't even have the feature where just like you hit the middle button and can screen cap. Like that's a simple little oh. thing. That I wish my Razer had, and my Razer is like the pro one with the bumpers, you know. So that's I appreciate that. Yeah. So that that's cool. Just a little thing. It feels like kind of like an old controller, like kind of flimsy, but. It, I mean, when I'm playing from, Street Fighter, it feels great. So, from what I, I remember it. seeing it uh, on your birthday, it kind of it kind of resembles a Genesis controller. A In a way, bit. yeah. I didn't have a Genesis, so I equate it to my SNES controller. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> and extra buttons. But yeah, um, it had like the D pad and then the six buttons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I want to use it for Destiny now. Have all the buttons right there, and I could configure it too. Oh, good like, luck gaming. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. And then shout out to my buddy Nate, who I know listens here and there. Uh, he put together a tournament for us, for those who play or have played uh, Crisis Protocol, the Marvel Crisis Protocol with like minifigs. I even got some and painted some. He brought all his figures. He set up a roster and we had uh, three mats going. You know, I had three matches. My three matches were 90 minutes each. I took on my friend Jameson, who we've, who's been on the show, uh, my buddy Matt, who's been on the show, and uh, Fernando. He's also been here. So, um, yeah, oh, we should do a Sea of Thieves roundtable if we haven't already. Uh, but yeah, um, good matches yeah. though, but holy shit, the brain drain after <laughs> three <laughs> 90 minute matches throughout the day. A lot of rules to remember. And uh, definitely with Jameson, I won, but in retrospect, I shouldn't have because there were some things I didn't read right. And with Fernando, he won, but I feel like I could have won if I read my character better. And of course, when I got to the, my last match with Matt, I, I lost that too. It was like everything clicked. I was like, oh fuck. But then I just got my ass kicked. He had this he has this character called the Immortal Hulk. Basically heals every turn. It's fucking annoying. So what? Right? So I, I know I told, we, we had seven people, so someone kind of got a buy. So I'm hoping Brian can jump in if he's interested and play yeah, some I'm willing to I'm willing to relearn. I'm ready yeah, to it's go. It's a lot of information. So even the first matches Nate sat out because we had he had six people playing and we, me and James were like, hey, Nate, what about, you know? So shout out <laughs> to him for being very patient with us and shout out to Matt for letting us be at his spot and play. But yeah, that was that was fun. Uh, of course, our buddy uh, Adam, who's also been uh, on the podcast, won with his meta-ass team, um, which we expected. But, you know, uh, it's, you know, we were wondering what we could do to balance it better. And, you know, that's that's going to be hard work for our buddy Nate, but I'm just glad we were able to play and have fun. So, hey, board games. Did you say that Crisis Protocol is like the, like your top board game right now? I think so, next to D&D. I was just thinking about how, like, we liked X-Wing, but honestly, we just, I don't think we played enough. Like, I liked having all the figures, but I, uh, we didn't play enough. Like, but this one, Nate's like really like we should play or meet up. And now that I have figures and I kind of understand the game more, I, like I do want to play more. And of course, I say I had brain drain that day, but as soon as I got home, I was like, I need a new roster ready to go. You know, I was <laughs> like, my team's ready. Uh, my next What's team, the matter? I've talked about it before, is going to be like four people who throw vibranium shields. So that's going to be fun. Going to be, be have all captains, Red Red Guardian, Captain America, and. Uh, Sam Wilson just like being annoying as fuck. Well, we'll see if it works. You never know um what works and not. So but yeah, that that was that was cool. But yeah, hopefully you can join us, Brian. No pressure. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, but yeah. I actually ordered a after that day because someone sent me some birthday money. And um yeah, they I, I bought some proxy figures uh for my team. So I got a Spider-Man with the spider armor on the way. For those who know, that's one of my favorite Spider-Man, the one with the black 
and silver armor. I think that's one of the coolest things. And I got some other characters on the way. So, but yeah, that's what I've been up to. Brian, what have you been up to? Well, um, Bill, you talked about Street Fighter, but I have been living Tekken. Uh, Tekken 8 came out. Dude, this is the day I've been waiting for, dude. Uh, Tekken 8 came out last week. Oh, man, I've been having so much fun. I've been getting my ass kicked a lot. I was like, hey, Ed's coming out soon, like a while ago. Or Akuma and Brian's like, I don't give a fuck. Tekken 8's on the way. He like, was like, he shot it down immediately. So just so you know, if you didn't know before, Brian <laughs> is all about that Tekken. I, oh, just I love Tekken. Yoshimitsu, and that's it. All right, go ahead, Brian. I just wanted to let Tekken... listeners know. Honestly, I could say Tekken's probably the reason why I really like fighting games. Because I would remember so much, uh, you know, going to our local roundtable pizza. And while waiting for a pizza, I would, like, bug my parents for a few quarters to play Tekken 3. Because they had a cabinet in the corner. And I would play Tekken as much as I could when we went. Uh, But, yeah, Tekken 8. Oh, my God. It's so much fun. Um, I got through this. The story is, like, a three-hour story. So I got that. I finished that through the first night but boy was it a blast if if you wanted a a like mainline like fighting game that gets super fucking anime tekken is your game because it got fucking anime at some point like we had like everybody was showing up like oh smash brothers there's a big war like breaking oh, yeah. out everybody's fighting and of course, Jin and Kazuya are doing their whole like the uh, devil fights and stuff like that. Uh, it's really fun. Um, I have been getting my ass beat in ranked. Um, I'm slowly climbing it. Um, what's nice though is that uh, for the lower ranks for Tekken Eight, they don't punish you for losing. So I know for some people, be like, "Oh, they don't, they don't punish you." It's like, well, I mean, give us a chance. You know, I have to get up to the the higher tiers at some point. Um, but yeah, I've been fighter. Same even for testing PVP. You got it. You got to start somewhere y'all. Yeah. Uh, but I've been, I've been trying to perfect my King game. Uh, he is great. He's a little different than how, uh, Tekken seven King played. Um, but all the new mechanics really kind of help like speed up the game. I'll hit my mic. I'm sorry about that guys. Audio listeners. Um, but uh boy dude the shit that you could do in this game is wild because uh, for people that don't know Tekken 8 they introduced the heat system and basically it's a mode that you can um use it once per round and it's supposed to be a kind of way to kind of get yourself into the fight cuz Tekken is usually the game of kind of like you know, you kind of measure people out and you kind of wait for your moment to attack. And it's a very, it can be a, a little bit of a slow game depending on the player. But with the, the heat system, uh, you you get right up into the action. And Joel, if you thought Z- Z- uh, uh, Zangief was a fucking terror, wait until you see King. Because his heat combo is literally just an uppercut and a power bomb and it takes out almost a quarter <laughs> of your health. It's yeah. fucking devastating. Um but of course I've been, you know, playing other characters, um, you know, the new characters uh 
uh, Reina and Azucena are really fun. Bring up a you know a nice fresh mix, and of course you know you have a lot of the old mainstays coming back. Um, well, except for Heihachi, because spoiler alert, he he died in Tekken Seven. Rip Heihachi until he's back, just like until Sakai until and he's the back. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've been having a lot of fun. Um, they have kind of a it's not this it's not the same. But that kind of is similar but different to how uh, how uh, Street Fighter Six had the World Tour mode. Well, this one has what they call it's called Tekken Arcade, and it's kind of the same thing where you create your own avatar, and there's like a story where basically your your character is going from arcade to arcade trying to beat like the top player in the arcade to become like the best Tekken player, and it's kind of someone pointed out. Um, how it kind of, I think I was listening to a kind of funny podcast. Um, I was feeling that it's kind of like Pokemon where it's like each, each arcade's like a gym and you have to beat like the gym leader of that gym to get to like mm-hmm. Tekken worlds and stuff like that. It's really cool. It's kind of weird. Cause the, the avatars kind of look like Xbox uh, avatars, like just That's the kind of style, but it's, it's pretty neat. Um, and then they have like this, uh, Kind of like how the um, the Street Fighter like online lounge, they have like a Tekken yeah, version of that. Yeah, they have like a they have a, like a, a Tekken version of that where it's just you know just this open area you can kind of walk around and ch- go up to arcade cabinets and challenge people to fights and stuff like that. Um, it's cool. Um, yeah, I've been I've been having so much fun. Um, not gonna lie, I've I've gotten a little frustrated sometimes. You know, again, my I got perfected twice in a row by this uh, Harang car- uh, player. Har- Harang and Lee have been like my kryptonite because they know how to low sweep me to oblivion, and it's a fucking frustrating. But you know, that's how you learn. You learn from failure. So I'm gonna keep playing. Trust me on that one. And you're. You're talking about Ed, but I'm waiting for Eddie. So <laughs> that's that's who I'm waiting for. Um, I'm waiting for Akuma and, and the big boys, <laughs> honestly. Dude, yeah. Akuma's gonna be wild. Um, but yeah, I'm. It's gonna be hard because I want to try to balance between SF6 and and Tekken 8, but Tekken 8 is a new hotness for me, dude. It's it's hard. That, that's your love, dude. Yeah. Um, besides that, uh, I started playing, uh, Final Fantasy 16, uh, that's a tongue twister, Final Fantasy 16 again. Uh, now that I've gotten some games out of my, uh, to-do list, uh, I'm going back to SF6, I'm gonna, or 16, I'm gonna try to beat that, um. Can't escape, can't escape SF6. Can't escape. Uh, that's been fun, uh. You know, I've been I've been really enjoying a 16 st- a story as well, just kind nice. of the gameplay. Uh, it's getting pretty interesting. I'm I don't know how far I am into the into the story, but I'm I just without spoiling anything, I just got my third power. I got my uh, third like a uh, move set, as it were. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, the characters are great. You know, Clive is. You know, Clive is a good lad. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm hoping I'm going to try to make it a goal to try to 
finish it by February, by the end of February, hopefully. Because I don't have any games coming out in February that I know of, unless if you know somebody makes a release or something. I know there's going to be a a state of play happening uh, this week, mm-hmm. so I don't know what PlayStation is going to announce. Because uh, <laughs> I don't know. Beautiful Joe Two, <laughs> dude. Well, there's already a Beautiful Joe Two, but if there's yeah. a new Beautiful Joe game, bruh, I'd be ready. Come on, Capcom. Beautiful Joe needs to come back. Let's be real. Like, I know why you guys kind of... In... Why is there no Exoprimal Street Fighter crossover? Come on now. <laughs> there was a Street Fighter crossover. You Sorry, mean Beautiful Joe? Beautiful Joe. <laughs> yeah. Dude, if Zephyr could, like, do henshins, I'd be, I'd be ecstatic. <laughs> That'd be dope. Uh, but yeah. Uh, S- uh, Final Fantasy sixteen uh, is in progress. Uh, what else have I been playing? Um, I, you did I've play been... Baldur's Gate the other day with us. <laughs> That's true. We did. We did continue Baldur's Gate. And we finally um got to uh the bet the best girl. Mm-hmm. Um, how'd you like that Beholder? Before you get your next thought, dude, the Beholder was fucking brutal. I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> I don't know why we walked into like this cavern and there's a beholder like ready to attack us. And for some reason, he decided to attack me multiple times in a row. I was like, bro, it was great. A lot of crits. I, I went down at least twice. Um, I actually read somebody, somebody like died, died. I don't remember who, but someone did not. Someone needed a scroll of revivification. I think that was me. I think I died. That sounds right. That fight or another fight? I don't remember. I mean, I just remember I I was like, oh, here we go. (laughs) Yeah. They did Um, not like you. No. But yeah, we we met Carlac, you know, and she's and she's awesome. Gotta gotta um you know, be her best friend. Uh but yeah, I'm I've been enjoying Baldur's Gate. Um I think it's funny that we We just found out uh, that we can set it so that we can all see the cutscene when it happens instead of missing yeah. story. Because I, because to be honest, that was like one of the things I was like being bummed. I was kind of bumming out about. It was like, man, I'm like yeah. missing all these cutscenes and stuff. And then I think it was Matt who was saying, "It's like, oh, I think there's a setting in this." It's like, what? Oh fuck! <laughs> yeah. So that was cool. So we fixed that problem. So that's that's better. We're gonna um, need it soon. We're gonna need it. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. We're filling a lot of blanks soon. Um, I don't think we made it to level five yet. I think we're no. About I to. wanted you guys to get to level five. I feel like the game vastly improves when you can either get the spells at level five, or if you're like a fighter or whatever, get two attacks. So it it makes a a huge difference. Okay, I'm sure we'll get that in our, our next uh our next session for sure. Um. What else did I do? I mean, I've been I've been grinding away at Pokemon Scarlet, trying to catch all the the new Pokemons. Um, oh, I went to a hockey game for the first time in a long time. Nice. I uh, got invited to go to a Sharks game, which was fun. Oh um, yeah. It's been a very long time. I used to 
back when we had a local um, American League uh, hockey team, I, like my parents used to take me to uh, the Spiders a lot. Uh, and then after that, just kind of never, never went to a game. And so like the, for the first time in my adult life, I went to a hockey game and it was actually really fun. Nice. Uh, I, it was kind of weird because it was, uh, it was the same night as the, uh, the Niners won the, one of the, <laughs> their game. So, uh, there was a lot of people in the crowd at, uh, in San Jose watching the Niners game while the Sharks game was going on. And it was so surreal because, like, you guys came. You guys spent, like, at least 80 bucks to come <laughs> watch a game on your phone or at the bar. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But then when, uh, I believe when the Niners won, a lot of people started cheering. And it became, like, a big deal. And it was, it was cool because I didn't know that they'll put up, like, if like the Niners are playing at the same time, they'll put the scores up on like the big screen. That's cool. And so like they showed like they won and stuff and you know, you know, they, everybody was cheering and stuff and it was, it was fun. Um, Yeah. It was an interesting experience Uh, for the day. I got to feel like a sports fan. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Which is funny because in about, uh, In about uh, less than a month's time, I'm going back to the same place for wrestling. So that's <laughs> hell be yeah. Fun. Um, but yeah, um, watched the Warrior Rumble this past uh, s- uh, Saturday. Actually, that was a fun time. I uh, went to our our friend Kevin's uh, from Round Two Gaming. He had a, a Royal Rumble uh, viewing party, and it was we had a nice. lot of fun. Some a few surprises. Um, some returns, some, uh, well, nobody lost their titles. There's only two title matches. Um, but the, the Royal Rumble matches were a lot of fun. The women's one was really fun. Uh, that one had the most surprises in it. Um, Hell yeah. Also, what's interesting is, um, I guess now, because like the WWE is now owned by Endeavor, which owns UFC and other stuff, uh, another wrestling company, uh, TNA. Uh, they have a deal with Endeavor for their streaming rights for their plat- streaming platform. And so during the women's uh, Royal Rumble match, their women TNA's women's champion came out like with, with her belt. Cool. And like they announced her at, at, like as like the TNA knockouts champions, like, Oh, that's fucking sick. They've only, they've only done that once before, but it was with somebody that was or that was already in the company before. So it was like a, like kind of like a, a special deal kind of like thing. But like, this is like, this person's never been on WWE TV. Um, Jordan grace. She's never been on WWE TV before. Um, another wrestler, Naomi came back and she, she was from TNA. So like, I guess there was like that connection there, but it was like, it was super cool. Um, it's like really nice to see this kind of co-mingling starting to happen more often. It makes for really special mm-hmm. moments for, for wrestling fans. Um, nice. But yeah, um, uh, Bailey won. Uh, home, hometown hero from San Jose won uh, the Royal Rumble. So that. That, yeah. She's going to WrestleMania, so that's cool. Got, a, got that Barry of Pride going, which is always fun. Hell yeah. Uh, 
uh, yeah, had a really good time. Um, and besides that, you know, I've been we've been preparing for the chase for a title, so that's that's been my week, mm-hmm. man. I'm 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 ready. I do want to say I think today got a little better because I never thought to see this, but Brian messaged me after I right when I saw it. Uh, Destiny has been doing really good with their collabs. Yes, uh, they had at first an Assassin's Creed collab, which caught me off guard. Honestly, I know they did Fortnite, so I should have been prepared for that. But I was like, oh, that's dope. Give Altair, Avor, and uh, another person. I think someone else. I already forgot who. There's like Altair, three different Altair, Avor, and oh, I think it was Cassandra. Actually, I think. Cassandra. Yes. Yeah. So that was cool. I still need to get that finisher and some of those. Uh, then they had a Witcher one, uh, which I really enjoyed. Big fan of uh, Witcher three in the show. So I, I still have to get that finisher. I like the armor. They just had an event where the community had to get seven hundred million and seventy seven. 1,777 sword kills for an emblem, and they did it. So free emblem, everyone. Yay! And of course, today, didn't expect, because, you know, it's a long, long break until their next content drops, so they're th- sprinkling in some things, and they have a fucking Mass Effect collab. I was like, what? <laughs> so they have the Hunter looking like Garrus, they have the Titan looking like Shepard as classic and 7 armor, and then uh, the Warlock is looking like uh, Liara. So that's really cool. They even have like a ship that looks like the Normandy, a sparrow that looks a little bit like the Mako. It, I just never expected that collab. Uh, so that's really cool. It's really me. cool. And then <laughs> Ben joked, or one of our buddies was like, Joel, they're trying so hard to keep you still. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I was like, that I, my relationship with Destiny is very back and forth. I was like, damn, they really are trying to keep me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just so, really cool gaming wise. Uh, but yeah. So something I I looked on the post that I sent you earlier today. Um, it said that uh, the ghost shell, the the ship, and the sparrow will be available at no cost. I saw that too. I'm like, after we buy the skin, <laughs> I'm like, what? What's the uh, like? I'm I'm assuming the there's going to be like a skin, maybe like an emo or a finisher that you have to buy, but then like. And the then other stuff is free. Yeah. yeah, that's what I I'm thinking. That's still a but good hey. deal. Um, yeah. Um, I'm just curious what the finisher is. Usually they have a cool finisher. Uh, I don't remember what Fortnite's was, if they had one, but the uh, Assassin's Creed one, you pull out a hidden blade and do you stab someone, and the Witcher, you cast, uh, I think it's Agni or Igni or whatever, and then you, there was, you do a sword, the classic Witcher slash. There was the Kratos one that had the Blades of Chaos. Yeah, that one was sick. That, one's, that, that one. one's really and, sick. Oh, I have to get that one, too. Uh, they dropped that with the PlayStation collab. Yeah, that happened, too. They had, like, a Kratos uh, alloy and, like, a character from Ghost of Tsushima uh, collab. I forgot about that. And, yeah. they, had, and yeah, they, they had, like, Last one. of Us vehicles. Yeah, yeah. The Cordyceps uh, ship and Sparrow and Ghost. But yeah, I I'm wonder... just curious what the finisher will be for Master. I'm guessing it's you with your Omniblade. You, like, stab him. That's probably one of them. If... If they do finishers for each class, maybe there will be like a like an Omni tool for Titans, maybe some kind of like biotic blast for uh, warlocks, and then hunters get a sniper rifle like Garrus. That'd be dope. I, I would. Oh, get maybe. <laughs> or maybe some kind of like a uh, like tech ability. Like what's like what's oh, like yeah. a famous like overload maybe. Overload would be pretty cool. I mean, there's so much, right? I mean, there is like. You have Frost and uh, Mass Effect. I guess you could do like some Stasis one that, that would tie in. So. Yeah. 
yeah so that that was just really cool it's like oh nice um yeah that was a cool announcement but yeah very trying hard to keep me yeah <laughs> still haven't bought the final shape yeah. we have time we don't need to worry about Maybe it time yeah it's fucking months away yeah else was there no some like some quick things that uh we had listed uh oh uh i don't know if we talked about this in the last i don't think we did but um they released the dates for bad batch oh the we didn't final talk about season that. so they confirmed it's the final right. season Right, so we're gonna go into some quick spoilers really quick so if you have not watched the trailer uh scrub past this shit all right so anyway um dude uh fucking feloni doing the impossible bringing back people from the dead i did not expect to see asajj ventress one more time that was whoo what a bomb that was so damn if it's what hard, I, a vision. from what i read apparently the report is saying that feloni mentioned that um Dark Disciple is still canon. I saw that. Which, yeah. which can be confusing if, you know, because Dark Disciple happens during the Clone Wars. Yes. Ventress dies in Dark Disciple, but Bad Batch is obviously after the Clone Wars. So yeah. it's kind of like it raises the question of like, is this. I'm wondering. Keep on this uh, thought. Like you were saying, that it might be a vision. What if we get to see a certain Jedi come oh, my back? My boy, Quinlan Voss, my boy. I mean, that's the only way it makes sense. As far as we know, at least as far as the Obi Wan series is concerned, he's still somewhere. Yeah. Like it's very possible that the Bad Batch could run into Quinlan Voss when while he's maybe like building up the you know the group that like tries to save Jedi and like force sensitive people. The path maybe? or something? Is that what that's what called? The I path? think it's called the path. But I mean it's I it's will very say possible. But the Night Sisters, they deal with bringing people back from the dead a lot, so not impossible. I mean, that Dathomir's daughters the are only, doing some. The only shit. issue is most of the most of the Night Sisters are already fucking dead. Save one or two, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Besides, besides, so you know, I'm wondering how they're little Marin that. somewhere out there. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So many questions. If anything, I trust the team that's working on Bad Batch to make it great. Or is it twin twin uh, twin trope from anime? My, this is uh, Barrage Ventress, <laughs> not Asajj Ventress. <laughs> so what's really cool is that we're getting fifteen episodes for yeah. the final season. Uh, the premieres on the twenty first of February, um, which cut, which they're releasing three up ep- the first three episodes at once on the twenty first. Um, they're releasing two episodes on March 13th and then two episodes on April 3rd. And then the rest will be like one episode a week, but we're going all the way to May 1st for the, the series finale. So we're going to, we're going to, we're getting at least three months worth of bad batch. 
That's, yeah. Like, they're, they want to go out big, hopefully. And I think and they I think will. they will. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well-timed before, you know, May 4th, Star Wars Day. I'm sure they're going to drop something. We haven't had, like, a big announcement in a minute. We've had a few things here and there, but, you know, I'm sure they're going to have people all feeling good after Bad Batch or not feeling good, and then they're going to drop something. You know, for my birthday, Dave Filoni is probably going to make me cry. I'm okay with that because he does a good job doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, I forgot to tell you. This kind of goes back into my week. Um, Me, along with Ben... Uh, dipped our feet into oh, Power yeah, World. That's right. Yeah. The very controversial game at the moment, apparently. Um, Tell so us about f- it. So, for people that don't know what Power World is, uh, you might know it by another name that people like to call it Pokemon with Guns. Um, Jamon? Uh, I mean, I, mean te- I guess. I guess technically when you look at it, Digimon has more guns compared to Power World, so you're not <laughs> wrong. Uh, so, Joel, this this game is interesting. It's a it's a game preview, so it's not the full release. It's it's a uh, work in progress uh, kind of game. Um, so, the history of the studio. All right. Um, Let's see. Uh, Pocket Pair, I believe, is the name of the studio. Uh, They have a very interesting history with their previous games using uh, generative AI and the the CEO, um, you know, being okay with AI um, has led to a lot of conversations about this game. Uh, especially when it comes to the uh, comparisons between Power World and Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, from what it seems like, uh, Power World doesn't have any AI in it. And, they, and they've and they said that there's no... They didn't use AI for anything in the game. So, you know... You know, take it, take it for what you will. But as far as, like, when me and Ben, when me and ben have played... You know, nothing seems like fishy in that regard, as far as AI is concerned. Um, I know there have been some f- bad faith, um, uh, you know, arguments coming out uh, in the week that it released or the game preview released. Um, some that have been proven to be uh, falsified, and some that have yet to be proven whether it is true or not. So basically this whole entire conversation is kind of like a grain of salt kind of thing. It's like, it's, you know, you know, show me the facts when it comes out kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and we're, we're playing on game pass, so we're not, we didn't pay anything for it, but you know, uh, I think steam players, um, this, like this game, like, accrued so much money in like the small period of time Mm -hmm. it's been out like i think it's been like the hundreds of millions or maybe not hundreds of millions but it's it's got gotten a pretty pretty uh penny so far um big following but you know that's a that's a developing story i don't i i personally don't feel like i want to talk about just because so far a lot of the uh 
the arguments are hard to prove whether they're false or not. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it kind of feels like it's a waste of time kind of talking about it, at least right now, until I think uh, Nintendo said they might be investigating it, even though um, the game has already gone through kind of like a check through the, the systems that you have to, to release the game, especially on console. So, you know, take that, you know, opinion as well, whether you feel about it, you know, that's your thing. Now, for my experience with the game, um, I have been having stupid fun with this game. I I haven't played it like hard and serious. I've just been kind of casually playing the game. Um, I do tend to believe that the people that say that it's just Pokemon with guns um, kind of just call it that based on face value and just because it became a very catchy description for the game um the only thing similar about it in pokemon is that you catch monsters in in little balls or i guess in power in power they call them spheres call them pal spheres that's really the only similarity to pokemon because there's like a hundred and something pals in the world. Um, none of them can evolve. Uh, they can level up and learn moves, but that's kind of all they can do. And then they work at your camp. You give them tasks to do at your camp, where there's like chopping wood, you know, mining stone, farming, you know, planting, watering that kind of stuff it's a it's very more of a survival game than it is like a monster collection game like like the monster collection thing is kind of feels like a tertiary like important like you you use that in order to make your crafting and building a lot easier and smoother um there are uh enemies in the world that you can fight um there's like a a mini like mission store a mission branch they have to go fight these um it's like this hideout of a bunch of like you know kind of like kind of like your team rockety kind of people but they're just kind of like hoodlums mm-hmm. that just are you know around to like create havoc and stuff like that so that's that's one thing um uh for being a game preview is very surprising how put together it feels like i know they've been working on it for a few years already but it feel there's some jank to it but it doesn't feel as janky of as other game previews i played before which is kind of surprising um there's there's definitely inspiration of from pokemon and they've said so themselves like they for their pal creatures they you know they're inspired by pokemon um and the there's some pals that you look at them and like you look like that pokemon you know Mm -hmm. with like i've seen some of the side by sides side by sides and like different and you know you know 10 10 difference maybe is is the rule of law here i don't know that's not for me to say um 
there are some cool looking ones that look very original, which, you know, are nice. Um, and at least for like the catching portion, it definitely gives Legend RCS vibes. Oh. As far as like you're able just to walk around the world and there's just pals everywhere. And, you know, you can just try to catch them like off the bat on your own. They can try to sneak up behind them to kind of increase your success. And then if that doesn't work, you can throw out one of your pals and just have them fight while you just roam around freely. Uh, You know, there's no like sucking you into like a battle like how Pokemon does. Everything is open in the open world. You know, there are raids and like caverns you can go into that take you into like a different you know part of the map but everything else is just in the open world um it's like i said it's like a stupid fun game it's if you have game pass it's worth a try especially because right now console and pc game pass can cross play uh steam cannot they are working on it but um, that's how me and Ben have been playing. He's been on PC. I've been on console. The game seems to be running just as well on either or. So you're not going to... I think the only difference is that I think as of right now, PC can have more people on a server than console can. And that's just based off of limitations at the moment. But they said they are working to improve the console version so it can get up to that point. Um, I don't remember how many... in this game? Uh, not at the moment, but there might be in the future. Um, okay. As of right now, you can't really fight each other. At least we haven't tried. So I don't... Yeah. I don't know about that. But I know they said that having PvP was a thing that they want to add to the game. Um... So like I said, this is a game preview. Don't expect a full game. Don't expect a, you know, a perfect game. Um, but if if any of like the discourse about this game the past like week or two have you know caught your eye and you you're feeling a little curious and you have Game Pass, go for it. I think on Steam it's only thirty bucks if you don't really care. You know. Um, but I mean, if you're into like the little if. You're into an easy survival game with a little bit of Pokemon-ness added to it. Go play it. Try it out. And this is coming from a Pokemon fan. One of the big ones I know. I fucking love Pokemon. I I love Pokemon almost to a fault, depending on who you ask. Uh, but like, I'm looking at this game, and I know it's not trying to be Pokemon. It just has some hard inspiration from Pokemon. But it's not. It's not gonna do anything. It's not gonna force Pokemon to try to do better. I hope Pokemon tries to do better because I can't sit here and say the games haven't been stellar. I I still love to play them because I'm just a freak. <laughs> but um, a freak, a freak. But I think I think a lot of the people that are very extreme on this situation, I think, needs to take a chill pill. Because I've seen some people that are like hardcore Pokemon fans that are just like super bashing on Power World. You know, very obviously they haven't played it at all. 
And it's like it's fine if you don't want to play it, but you know, you don't need to. You don't need to defend Daddy Nintendo and Daddy um, Pokemon Company. They 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 sure damn well can handle themselves. They've handled themselves in the past. They will handle themselves mm-hmm. in the future. Don't worry about them. You know. Um, but I'm. Do you think um, it does a lot of things okay, but not one thing great. That's why I saw an article say, uh, you know, I haven't played it. I don't know, but you said it's like dumb fun, which, I mean, that's sometimes what we want. We don't want like a a world-ending thinker all the time. But I feel like it. I at least the article said it does a lot of things that it copied. I mean, copied right being the word, but um, but it wasn't like strong in one particular sense. I'm just wondering. You actually played it. Do you feel like that statement's true? I mean, I'm just trying to gauge from from the other side here. Um, I think. It's not too far off to say that it doesn't do everything perfect, but like I said before, it's a it's a open or it's an early access game, so yeah, I'm not expecting it to do anything perfect. Um, mm-hmm. As far as like the feel of like like the catching aspect, like the the monster collecting aspect, it it does okay. Like I said, if you play Pokemon Legends Arce- uh, Arceus. It kind of feels like that. It might be just a little bit more stiff than you might like. But if it if you like how Arceus feels, like that is is somewhat similar. I think compared to other survival games, I feel like this one is more lenient as far as um, how easy and how hard it is to build things. Um, Especially when it, you add the pals in, because the pals, once you start getting your camp up and running, and you have like a group of, of your pals that stay at the base at all times, like you start accruing materials, like nobody's business, and they keep doing it even if you leave. So you know, That's cool. as as long as you get like all the amenities handled, so like they can take care of themselves, they will take care of themselves, which is great. Um, I'm sure it will probably improve in the future. Um, but I would say, I would say what it does. I I feel like what it does really well is that it doesn't put a lot of the, um, pressure on you as far as, uh, like the survival building goes. It's, it's very simple. It's not intuitive, but simple. Um, I'll put it that way. Okay. Yeah. So, hey, if you want to try Power World, got a got a a server up and running. Uh, can join our server. There you go. Um, but yeah, uh, I just wanted to mention that because I know Power World has been a a pretty pretty hefty topic recently um mm-hmm. uh there was a little bit more news today about it so joel did you before we get into echo because i know we should get into echo hell yeah bef- right before we get into that um avatar the last airbender oh yeah they dropped their trailer the live action trailer trailer looks watch good it? i watched okay. it you oh watch yeah it. yeah it looks pretty it looks- clean it looks pretty good. It looks, um, it looks like 
art to artistic wise, it looks like it's doing a really good job. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned the news because there was news today that had some people kind of, uh, you know, kind of question where the show's going. Apparently, they made a statement saying that they were uh, putting less emphasis on Sokka's uh, sexism art. I saw that, yeah. Yeah. Um, apparently, they're, like, dampering down on, like, the sexism that Sokka does during the whole, uh, what was it, the, what were they called, the Kyoshi Warriors? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I've seen a, a few people kind of like question like why they're doing that. Um, I mean, I, I can I can kind of understand why they're doing that, and I can also yeah, understand yeah. from like hardcore fans why it's weird that they don't have more emphasis on that because it's like a big mm-hmm. part of Sokka's arc in like the early half. Um, yeah, uh, I just kind of wanted to get your opinion because um, I don't know. I actually never gauged it between us which one is like a bigger Avatar Last Ever fan because I I came into it very late. So did I. Okay. Sarah and I didn't watch it till we were like, I don't know, 24, 25. It just so happened the the DVDs were on sale. We're like, okay, we'll give it a shot. It's cheap. You know, like, and we just like, wow, it's phenomenal. You know, they... They take all these worldly topics and condense it for kids in a beautiful and digestible way, and I really loved it. Uh, and and then Cora, I feel like, is even better in some respects. Um, I mean, I think Cora gets too up. much hate. It, it does. People are like, "This isn't Aang's story." I'm like, "No shit, it's Cora's." But we could go and hold a discussion. The about Legend that. of Cora. Uh, yeah, uh, but. I get it's like the you know po- people protective of their Pokemon, people are protective of Avatar, and it's like that's literally the same yeah. universe. Calm down. But um, I, I think, yeah, I like Korra in some ways way more. You grow up, right? And that's I think that's why I liked it. It's like I can see why people who love this grew up with it. But then like Korra's like I feel like I was really in it as like an adult, like like Korra was, you know? Or yeah, because I think because I think at least for us, we we didn't hook on to the Last Airbender when it was you know coming out and around i know yeah um, yeah i know uh alessa was big yeah. fan of avatar last Airbender, but i didn't mm-hmm. get into it until after it was done and yeah. i actually kind of like you i didn't start getting into like the avatar world until cora came out and like cora was like my like avatar you know yeah so uh so we're kind of on the even ground so i'm 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 curious of what your opinion is about like that news that came out today about um I think it's interesting. I mean, I could see why like do we have to expand upon this, but also, you know, I I feel like Sokka is a great character and to see him grow is a good thing. Um so it's it's like a mixed bag. I'm still caught on the like his family trying to falsify his like native ancestry. It still weirds me out. Oh, um, I still think about that in the back of my head. Uh, but hey whatever it looks like he's having fun i'm not gonna think about it too much it's an avatar show right um but i don't know just if but you know it does raise the question if they do this what else have they done and the original showrunners walked away too early yeah i mean not early but you know what i mean a while ago so it's like hmm? people are saying it looks better than m night Shyamalan. well i mean oh it it does for sure oh for sure like like 
Yeah, like, like visually, yeah. And of course, you know, Daniel Day Kim, Arden Cho, people are like, I'm watching it for the plot and they show them, you know? I mean, <laughs> uh, but we'll just have to see. And mm-hmm. they have a lot, it looks like, to get through. And that's just book one if they're successful. Um, but people just don't get your hopes up. Netflix is fucking weird about what they keep and don't keep. So yeah, just be careful. Like the, the show Sarah and I were watching with uh, Nina Isabel called Shadow and Bone. Um, honestly, I think that set the the framework for Avatar because they had this like ice, fire, shadowy kind of elemental attacks. I was like, oh, that's how they got it. His show to show off, right? Uh, but they canceled it, and it's you know it's a decent story, you know, a nice y- young adult novel converted, and I like the characters in it and stuff, and it was easy for me to you know get in it. Um, same thing for another show for more adult audience. Cyberpunky was uh, Altered Carbon. That was really good, also based on a book. Canceled. So um, they they have a lot to live up to, but also just that's my thing. Like Netflix is weird. <laughs> um, just look at The Witcher, right? Um, that's why Henry Cavill walked away and he fucking like was made for that role of Witcher seasons one, two, and three. Like, yeah, he fucking made that show. Of course, the other actor, actresses, actors, they did great writers, of course. But it just if he was really invested and then walks away because he doesn't like it, that, you know, kind of raises questions. But yeah, I'll give, you know, Liam Hensworth a chance too. But, um, you know, it's like, damn, he did a really fucking good job. So he, he really went to bat for the Witcher franchise. And the writers just didn't want to listen. And I think one of the writers also left, too, because of that. Yeah. So So. it's just interesting. Like, I get you want to make your own path and your own mark, but it's like a weird thing to walk. Like, this has a beloved fan base. You got to be careful how you do it, right? I mean, and you might just throw it all away. (laughs) Yeah, that, too. I mean, look at Cowboy Bebop. I gave it a chance. It's rough. I mean, I, I liked it, but I could see why it was not well-received at any point. Like, I get yeah. it. I'm very forgiving well, uh, in that regard, at least. But, and then you have One Piece, right? Like, I don't know shit about One Piece, but our buddy Jameson thought they did a great job. And he's seen, like, a thousand episodes of the original. So, it was really good. And, I and you have to show it okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. I'm probably not going to watch it. But I don't know. Watch the first two episodes. This, the first two episodes are fantastic. They're great. Okay, keep that in mind. Yeah, um, yeah. Long answer because I just want to cover all the things. Like, I don't know, man. To be completely honest, like, so I I did look it up, and Avatar, the Netflix Avatar, the Last Airbender is only getting eight episodes. So well, that's a lot of work to do in eight episodes. So Ooh. what I'm wondering, the news that came out today. I'm wondering if that's a sign that maybe Sokka's part is getting uh, cut down. So maybe the reason why they're like lowering that kind of whole, you know, arc for him is because they're kind of like, we know the Kyoshi Warriors are going to be in it, but maybe like his part in that is not going to be as significant as it was in the original, like, like animated series. That's, that's one possibility. I don't know. Well, like is it the twenty second? We'll have to see when it comes out. Yeah. Um. But fingers crossed. You, you know they they could do it if they could do it with One Piece. Hopefully they learned from p- other people's past mistakes and do it 
okay enough to, you know, get it. I don't know. What are you thinking? Otherwise, like the same? Eh, maybe? Gonna give it a shot? I mean, I'm gonna give it a shot, so, but... Oh, I'm gonna watch. I mean, I, I live in a house with a Avatar Last Airbender, like, mega fan. I'm gonna watch it, regardless. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna watch um, it, too. So, we'll see. I'm sure once once it comes out, we will definitely talk about it in more depth when oh, it does yeah. come out. Oh yeah, um, but I'm sure Marcel want to be there. His dog. Oh, for zoo. sure. <laughs> That's true. Um, but for now, we should get in depth with Marvel's Echo. Oh, dude. Oh. Um, um, I guess I'll just say. Um, yeah. Before we go into spoilers. spoilers. Well. I guess before we go on the spoilers, just like kind of give your like your vague like kind of impression. Um, I I I really enjoyed it. Um, I think what they did with this character who had a big impact in a who's a side character in a previous show, and they expanded upon her story in a great way, believable way, and in new ways that they haven't done with Marvel characters. So I really appreciated what they did, and um, they connect other characters from kind of a disconnected universe and solidify that connection like oh this character i mean they've been around but it's like they're for sure they're here now like there's no doubt about it if it seemed like this show wasn't canon no they're here for now um but yeah i i enjoyed it um from a technical thing though i i feel like they did her dirty she needed more time i think um but i mean i guess it's like five episodes kind of is a, a very short time Short time, no longer than forty-five minutes each episode. I was, I was just telling my wife, Sarah, I was like, "Yeah, they did her dirty. There, she should have had at least maybe eight episodes, nine. But um, what, what they did, what they work with, I could see how it's like uh, kind of short, sweet works, right? But I feel like there's, there could have been more. But I guess it just shows like I really yeah. liked it and want more. Um, and we're at that point where people should start showing up more even for a little bit and i feel like they could have done that more with this character because we've already seen it that way with her even intro as a character right i think we could have seen that more but we did get a good nice dose interesting i i feel like that's interesting because i personally for me i am kind of glad they kept it to you know besides like the little sprinkles in the beginning like they kept it more for for maya because i feel like this this was like an opportunity just to kind of show what she's about, and I'm glad they didn't kind of like hamper it down because we we already got a big dose of Kingpin. Like that's that's not yeah, that's not a, yeah. that's not a spoiler. That's you know we all knew that Kingpin was in this show. It is in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, but to kind of have him there, I think was good enough to like kind of kind of weave it into like what is going to be the street level like Avengers or street level, like Marvel heroes for mm-hmm. the MCU. Um, defenders. Defenders. Um, but yeah, I, I personally really like, like I like echo as a character. Um, I think what they did with her was interesting. Um, I'll, I'll go over to how I feel more about it when we get into spoilers, just because um, there are some choices that I don't dislike, but I thought were intriguing um, to say the least. Um, but I, overall, I I really liked it. I'm glad that um, you know this kind of show exists. I'm glad that there is more um, indigenous uh, 
representation. And also, mm-hmm. the actors they got for the show were fucking great. Like, all the side characters yeah. I thought were really fun and really Ensemble you know, were strong and fun, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, besides that, uh, with that being said, let us get into spoiler talk. Oh, it's in the background. You've been warned. I'm, I'm going to jump into a spoiler right fucking away. So if you have not seen Echo, you should. Short and sweet and fun and fucking gory, honestly. <laughs> fucking good choreography. But yeah, it's you've been warned. gory, surprisingly. Yeah, yeah. There we go. There's the spoiler. There's the spoiler tag. Mm-hmm. Spoiler warning. Um. Uh, I just want to say, for first episode, I know people are... Co- uh, this is the problem that I've been waiting to talk about. So, first episode, you're introducing a character people might not be familiar with, right? Oh. So then you have a problem of, I need to watch all these shows to get familiar with her. Not necessarily. They have a lot of great recap footage. But then you have people yeah. who have been on board with dedicated fans. Like, why do we have all this recap footage? People are fatigued. They want to don't want to watch all this shit. So... Uh, I feel like I it's a hard place to be in. Like I yeah. understand both sides, honestly. Um, but I feel it, it's just tough. Yeah, I mean, it, it's now well, it's like, like comics, right? It, this yeah. is this is there for you to jump in if you don't know, right? If you've been here for along the ride, cool. It's you know, just enjoy it. It's the cinematic version of how if you were to read an issue of a comic or a trade. And yeah. the characters reference something that happened in the past. They have the the asterisk and then like, oh, check out this issue if you want to f- yeah. hear more about this shit. It's kind of like that yeah. where I I yes. know that in a visual sense, it kind of can be like I already, if someone's been watching all everything, it's like I've seen this already. I don't need to see it. It's like, well, yeah, yeah, some people have it. And that's just kind of yeah. the give and take we have to do. I think. It was really nice to be able to kind of see. Um, yeah, jog your memory, honestly. Yeah, because I mean, what Hawkeye was, what almost two years ago at this point. Yeah, it was in twenty twenty two, so it's been a little bit, um, and you know, we got to see Daredevil for a quick Hell minute. Yeah. Um, so that was neat. It's kind of connecting more, and he looked more like his Netflix version, which was interesting. Because last time we yeah, saw him, yeah. he was in this bright yellow, which a lot of people didn't like. It was okay. Which is his classic outfit, which is funny. It's but, a classic outfit. Uh, but yeah, uh, we got like the yeah the Netflix original Daredevil look, and with very good choreography, I have to add. Not just for him, too, because of course, I was like, oh shit, it's Daredevil. But we have also like Echo kicking ass, and this is... This episode specifically with that was showing us like, oh shit, they're really to do, they're ready to do some actiony gory shit because she's like kicking ass, brutalizing people. She has a shotgun. Daredevil's fucking people up too. Um, so that was that was a nice um, throw in. And I just want to say, even though they have the recap footage, it flows well how they do it too. It's not like all at once. Now here's some new stuff. No, they peppered in, and it it's edited well in there too. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that too. One thing I wanted to mention. I think it's very interesting because um, this is the first um, TVMA like mar- like MCU proper project because I know like they've adopted like the Netflix shows and those are like TVMA but this is like the first actual like one that they've made. Yeah. Um, I find it interesting that they tr- actually treated it like a show 
because it felt more like a net the Netflix shows than it did the Disney Plus other Marvel shows because it had like an actual traditional like intro with like mm-hmm. like actual like music and like it felt like I was going I was watching it on TV, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to ask you this, since it is it is is the MCU's first like TVMA show. How do you think they did? Did you feel like it was, you know, just about right or was it not enough? Because I've seen some people say like, it's like for a TVMA show, like this wasn't that bad. I can agree. Uh, Definitely some of the violent uh, fights like in episode one and. I think episode three, they're in the bowling alley. Like she fucking like my bowling yeah, alley was kicks, a fucking. She fucking kicks ass, and she does some <laughs> bloody ass shit. She's like busting people up, and you know, bowling balls and shit. It's woo, you know, through the glass. I I think Disney knows they're still Disney. Like they had to pull back a little, but they still like show like, oh, we know we have a mature rating. We're gonna use it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think it was honestly just the right amount for this show. Like. Any more, it would have been a little ridiculous. I was still like, ooh, like a couple moments. I was like, you know, like cringing a little. Like I got it, ooh, but um, it, yeah, I think it was just right. What do you think? Uh, I mean, personally, for me, I thought um, they they used it when it mattered. It wasn't overdone because that's yeah. I think that's the issue with a lot of t- like mature rated uh, projects, like shows or you know what have you is that sometimes they use that as like a a marketing like catch was like well we're TDMA so we're going to be doing all this shit and they kind of like overdo it um where i think here they used it when it count like there's what the first episode where you see like they they fucking zoom in on like Maya's fucking bullet wound mm-hmm. on her, like, her side and like they 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 fucking they show you when it counts um and like you said the bowling alley uh, the roller rink scene um there you go roller her rink. fucking not bowling alley whoops i mean it's they're they're very similar it's very old um but yeah they they show it where it counts for sure um mm-hmm. for me I think I do agree that they should have. If they couldn't commit to more than five episodes, they should have made the middle episodes, like episodes two to four, like longer than 36 minutes. Because that's mm-hmm. what I was surprised. The first episode's like an hour long, and like the rest yeah. of them are barely over half an hour. Yeah. Um, uh let's see what did you think about the the new cast of characters um i i really enjoyed them uh i like how like they're part of who she is and her family and they're there for her even if she doesn't want them to be and they help her it it, and everyone did a great job how it's written and acted It, it was to me at least believable and fun um and and it just made that community like like it, it felt like it was really built well you know like uh 
like sort of world building and knowing knowing your place and your people and everything it it was cool you know and and then the filling up filling of history and you know how that comes in later like the important people in our lives how that connects that i everyone had their part to play and then they did great i honestly don't have too many notes for that if if any um I, after watching the show, as far as side characters go, I have two MVPs that I want to shout out. First one, obviously, is Biscuits. <laughs> Biscuits yeah, is MVP. he is like the best. He he gets the he he deserves to be in like that top tier of like sidekick like side character in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Like he he was so much fun. Like he's obviously like the very like innocent uh cousin you know trying to you know trying to make mm-hmm. sure he's doing the right thing you know a lot of people kind of yeah. talk shit to him but he's always he's always fun and um his uh, has heart that's what it is his he heart. heart um and um his dog uh was it billy jack yeah yeah his dog billy jack come on billy jack <laughs> 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 um but yeah i loved biscuits biscuits was was super fun um and I love that his whole because I was kind of worried that he was going to be like a scapegoat character. Oh, yeah. Like something that, was go- yeah. like something bad was going to happen to him. And I love that for the majority of his time in the series, it was just him trying to figure out how to <laughs> fix Chula's car or, or yeah. Chula's truck. It's like, oh, that's it was cute. It was fun. Um, the other MVP is uh scully the the pawn shop owner yeah scully was fucking great <laughs> um of course uh one of my favorite scenes he is he said um of, you know of course you know is you know oklahoma they're in a very um um indigenous uh community town and Scully uh, has two customers, obviously very, oh yeah, very white customers, <laughs> come in, and she he's giving me up, giving a whole like bullshit like uh, Native American like speech about like this incense burner that's you know he's just trying to sell. <laughs> I caught it right away, and I had to I had to tell Alessa afterwards, but when he starts doing a chant. Like over the instant murder, he starts singing, "Come on, buy it! Come on, buy it! Come oh, on!" Yeah, buy it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Oh my fucking god!" That's so, I I laughed so fucking hard. It was great. Oh, uh, and I was like, I could I could imagine that happening anywhere in the, in the United States. It's they like for me. I feel I feel like they did such a good job of having. I don't know if they had, you know, like I can't like a special counsel or what, but I felt like they they did a very decent job of making sure that they the representation for indigenous people felt very like um authentic. You know, um nice. Especially the yeah. especially like when they got to the end where they had like the whole powwow. Like that would that looked really cool. Like honestly, I looked at that and I was like, man, I want to fucking go to that shit. That looks fucking fun. Um, I know we're kind of like jumping around, 
But yeah. I wanted to point out, um, cause like everything kind of builds up, you know, the confrontation between Maya and Kingpin kind of comes to a head at yeah. the, at the, um, the big, you know, yearly powwow. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and this little beat that I kind of didn't notice at the time, but then after like looking back, I thought it was very interesting where, um, you know, Maya's kind of like hiding out within like the, the dancing circle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's deaf, so she can't really hear the music at all. And the yeah. whole point is, like, you're supposed to kind of, you know, go with the music. And it was a very touching moment to where, like, that was the moment when Maya truly connected with her indigenous roots. Where even though she wasn't able to really hear the music, her heart mm-hmm. started to kind of go to the rhythm of, like, the like the drum yeah, circle. Yeah. And then like she starts, she was able to k- get in sync with the music. That was fucking cool. Um, there was an interview on Jimmy Fallon. Uh, Laco Cox was on Jimmy Fallon and she said that, you know, like a lot of people on the crew learn sign language, you know, to kind of like help the process a lot. And then there were scenes mm-hmm. like with the Kingpin where the kingpin doesn't, he doesn't learn sign language because he's the kingpin. He doesn't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> so he has a cheat code. He's a cheat code. Too. That that was actually a really interesting way to do it um, for yeah. a small bit. But um, for the scenes acting, um, she said that because the kingpin doesn't do sign language, so she has to figure out when it's her turn to talk or her, her turn to yeah, like yeah, sign yeah. Or, or do her part. So they actually, they fashioned a little vibrating device that she kept like in a pocket, like on her chest. And then her interpreter would be off to the side. And when the interpreter would know when it was her, when it was her turn to speak or her turn to, yeah. you know, do her action, and so she would click it, and then it would be a little. There'd be a little vibration to have Alakwa know that it's her turn. And apparently, I mean, according to them, that was like brand new shit that they haven't tried before, which is kind of wild. But also shows that you don't really have that much deaf representation in acting. I guess as yeah. far as we know. So I thought that was actually really interesting. Like they they actually found ways to make everything work and have it be like accessible and approachable you know yeah yeah um yeah those are little those are my little tidbits that i found out about the show um that's cool i feel like that should be a thing more to give more deaf actors a chance that's really cool oh yeah and i'm sure they'll probably use it a lot more oh yeah because yeah. i don't see why not yeah um but yeah uh this show uh let's see Joel, let me ask you, because um, we talked about him a lot, and I know he's been kind of like his interpretations in the past few MCU projects have been kind of you know, depending who you ask, they're a little bit touch and go. So I want to get your opinion on this version of Kingpin. Um, I think they did him well. I mean, it's just crazy. Like he literally got shot in the face and he's back. Um, but, I mean, baby, as a super, I know, right? Super villain says he has to be like come and go. Um, it was just cool to see, 
you know, he's still willing to do whatever it takes to get what he wants, right? True kingpin fashion. And I just thought it was really interesting that Maya was basically his thrall, right? His right-hand person to, like, take people out. And he was, you know, he as tough as he is, he's also really smart and he just knows how to play the game, right? They made that very clear. And if he actually truly cared for Ma- uh, Maya, too. So it shows, like, he's, like, I, not just using her, but, I mean, that's part of it, too. But it's, like, I actually care about, you know, he's fucking people up for her, keeping her safe. You know, and he's still cold-blooded, right? We see, like, he's like, you're excused. He says to the interpreter, walks him down the hall. She's like, wait, what? And then you just, you know, she can't hear it. She's deaf, but they, they ice the interpreter in the show. So that Dude, was that was wild. Yeah. That was a cool moment to show how cold-hearted he is. But um, yeah. I just thought it was interesting. He's like, go ahead, take my life, right? And she's like, no, I'm not going to. And then again, it's like, she has that power to do so. She's like, no, I'm not going to take your life. I'm just going to change it. Um, but yeah, that's, I think they've done a good job and they don't, um, where am I before? They don't, I mean, they're elevating him, but it's in a believable way, right? Like, he's not like getting, you know, he's not getting Iron Man armor or he's not turning into the Hulk, you know what I mean? He He's in his lane and they're, they're keeping it, they know what to do with him and it's great. And at the end of the show, they show that, um, it's like, oh, New York needs a mayor who, you know, is cutthroat, gets shit done. Mayor Kim. You know, right? And it's like, oh, just like the comics, he becomes the mayor of New York City. So, of course, right? We're going to do that. And that'll be fun to see. And, of course, I'm sure there'll be a big plot point in Daredevil Born Again or whatever. Oh, for sure. And uh, I just want to rewind back to that. Actually, before we do that, what do you think, Brian, of this iteration of Kingpin? So, I honestly... Don't understand why people are harping so much about how this Kingpin is like weaker than like the Netflix version of Kingpin, even though it's technically oh it, he was shot in the face. It's, <laughs> it's even though it's technically the same character. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like Vincent D'Onofrio. Like, bro can be any version of Kingpin he wants, and I will fucking love it. He. He, like, no offense to anybody else that's played Kingpin in the past, I feel like he has gotten that character down, like, to a T. Uh, He he has that menace. He has that ominous. And he knows, like, when to, like, be, like, that, you know, you know, mask on, like, trying to be, like, the, oh, it's like, I'm, I'm a reformed man. You know, yeah, I'm, yeah. A, you know, I've only ever done this to love you. Like, he was like, you are, a ch- <laughs> you're my daughter to me. It's like, it's like that, like he knows how to put on the kingpin. Um, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, he, he just did a really good job. Um, and he even, he even got to show off some of that, like that v- virile side of like, kingpin like taking out that uh ice cream ice cream man that was was, that that was like a reflection of like the netflix you know daredevil show kingpins like he he fucking beat the shit out of that guy and then yeah and then of course you know growing up in uh trying to have maya become his ace yeah and just getting to see the background to how over the years he was like slowly, you know, manipulating her, making her think that, you know, he, Mm -hmm. 
he is what's good for her and roommate you know, her for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, I'm ready to see what he does in Daredevil Born Again. Um, mm-hmm. I think he, he played his part really well in Echo. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio, man. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Yeah. Um, I mentioned this before. Embarrass me in front of Vanessa. I kind of wanted to talk about uh, their interpretation of Maya's powers in this show. So, obviously, Maya is a... um, Chuck, uh, Choctaw, um, uh, indigenous, um, yeah. and each episode they flash back to one of her Choctaw ancestors, and like the whole story mm-hmm. in the show is that her lineage is tied to one of the first Choctaw, uh, native, uh, people that kind of, you know, they, rose from the from the ground they became like the first people of the nation mm-hmm. kind of thing and you know each episode shows like there's th- that ancestor's strength and then it, they tie it back to maya as in a way like maya is seeing these visions of her past and having her um kind of learn from her ancestors kind of like in a, like an animus way kind of yeah um, yeah Definitely. So, and then it leads up to a head where she gets to a point where, you know, she, in this show, her mother uh, died in a car crash when Maya was a kid. Mm. And that kind of led into going to New York and being involved with the Kingpin and all that stuff. But the last one is that she flashes back to her mother and she kind of has this kind of vision of her mother trying to, you know, basically is what kind of unlocks her, her potential in a way. Yeah. And that's when she gains full, her full like power set for, at least for this show. Um, I find it very interesting. Um, the way they decided to depict, um, what echo can do. Uh, cause in the comics, uh, she is kind of more, at least, before the more recent comics, because in the more recent comics, she gets the Phoenix Force, and that's a whole that's a whole different story. That's that's Phoenix Song. You can go read that. I actually picked up the the trade for Phoenix Song. It's great. I recommend oh, it. I'm gonna have to borrow it from you. Yeah, I'll I'll try to make sure to bring it next time we hang out. It's a good read. Um, also, I think they kind of used that as a reference too, because I when I read it over. Um, after the show they use some of the plot points because kind of on a tangent in phoenix song um phoenix song is when after she gets her phoenix force she actually goes back home and that's when she reconnects with her indigenous roots so in Mm -hmm. the mcu she's doing it a lot sooner yeah um but baseline echo like just by herself She's kind of a mixture of Daredevil and Taskmaster. That's where what I heard, yeah. 
she has enhanced senses besides, you know, her being deaf. She can, you know, she can like read lips, which, you know, is convenient for comics, you know. Um, and they change it because, you know, Alakwa signs and that's great. You know, that it's really cool yeah. to have that in like yeah. on the screen. Um, and with that in the comics, she her she's able to watch somebody do something and then perfectly mimic it. So that's kind of like why I say it's like a mixture of like Taskmaster where she's able to kind of like, yeah, yeah. Like they've shown her, like she watches somebody play piano and she's able to, for the first time ever, just play a song perfectly on piano. Like as an example, um, I'm sensing what they did for echo is that her, lineage with her ancestors and having this mystical power is their interpretation of her mimicry where instead of just being like having her power be similar to like taskmaster they're changed it so it's more based off of her lineage and she's able to kind of take that information from her ancestors and kind of use it in modern day which is cool yeah Um, i like that i like it made it made it unique too yeah and then having her have mystical powers is fine. I, I didn't hate it. I was just like, oh, that's different. Like having her being able to use the power of her original ancestor to kind of, or like at least it showed like her mom, but having like this healing slash like power yeah. transfer ability. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, because like there's like the the conflict with like the kingpin at the end. He has his um, her grandmother and um, her cousin uh, held captive, right? And mm-hmm. then when she finally unlocks her full potential, she's able to share her power with her lineage which is her cousin and her grandmother. So like they are yeah, part of yeah. lineage. She is able to share it with them. It's like, that's really cool. Cause it makes for a cool moment because you have all of her, you know, ancestors kind of like appear as apparitions with her. And like, it creates yeah. this whole cool scene, which is really it's sick. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, I really like that moment. Um, so yeah, it's not, it's not a bad change. It's, I just find it very intriguing because, you know, in some ways it, it works. And in other ways, they're kind of making this echo different, which, you know, they should because yeah. it's the MCU. Mm-hmm. The MCU is not the same as the comics. So, you know, make it unique. Um, yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't lie if I uh, thought about making that that screenshot uh, my desktop background. So. <laughs> it was a great moment to like channel your ancestors and use them with people who were part of your family to help them and, you know, protect them. It, it's honestly, it was just like, that's perfect. Like it just makes great sense. And it fits this moment. I just, I power of awesome, family, you know? Right. Yeah. But in a cool, cool way, <laughs> in a cool way. <laughs> yeah, in a, yeah. You know, ancestral connection, lineage, legacy way, you know? Yeah. It, it was, it was dope. And I do like that. Um, Elliot, especially for like a lot of the flashbacks and they did use it also in modern day. Um, the use of the, the Choctaw language. Yeah. Was actually yeah. Really nice. It was actually a really good touch. I, I appreciated that a lot. 
because um, what was it? Prey had a the whole indigenous like uh, dub of the movie. Yeah, um, and I believe there was something else that also did that. But it's it's cool to see like studios and stuff actually doing the effort to actually go and make like something legit, you know, you said authentic, like authentic. truly authentic. Like you can, t- you can tell when something's being done half ass, and you can tell when something's actually being done with care. And I feel like for this instance, yeah. it's, it feels like it's being done with care. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Alakwa Cox, you did great. Alakwa Cox amazing. is great. I, 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 I hope that because I think Echo's her first like gig. This is her. This Good is first her first gig. F- great first gig. Holy shit! So I hope. Uh, I hope she does a lot more stuff. It would be really cool to see. Um, she better be her, born again. Her she better be. That would be a fucking oversight I mean, if she's not at it. I mean, it just depends on what they do, you know. I, 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 I'm still gonna say it. There's no reason why we can't have fucking amazing or fun team ups now. There's, there's no reason. I yeah, mean, I, that's just me though. They, they really, sh- they really should at this point. To be honest, I mean, and if it, if she's like an MA rating, like I know a certain moon guy could use her help. Just saying, it would go. It would be a great synergy. But okay, I digress. Anyway. Actually, come on nice. now. Comics do all the time. People show up out of fucking nowhere. Hey, Spider Man, what you doing? Oh, I was in the neighborhood. Like, come on now. <laughs> like, come on. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Let's go. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I know that we we tend to lean on the more side of the the optimistic and yeah. the ones that kind of just enjoy this because I feel like for us this is like our junk food. This is. Oh yeah. This is the stuff that we sit because we just want to enjoy it. Not yeah. to say, you know, everybody has their own opinion, but I don't know. When when Echo came out, it I mean, it's, this isn't new. This hasn't been <laughs> hasn't been new for fucking forever. Um but I felt like there's like a subsect of like people that just like shit on Marvel projects now just to shit on them. Clout, baby. Clout chasing. How I mean, you that's... get your likes if you don't shit on it. <laughs> I mean, that, that's Hate part of it. Thing, for... right? That's part of it for sure. But I don't know. I just. Like, as time goes by, more and more of me, like, tends to just kind of dis- like disassociate with, like, that side of, like, the, the fandom, as it were. Like I, I I put I put air quotes for fandom just because it's like, bro, if you if you're not liking the MCU this much, why are you wasting your time? I I personally Dude, think it's a waste of time to hate on something than it is to just go find something that you enjoy. You know, I don't know. It's 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 the ongoing battle. I don't think there's any right answer to you know the the issue at hand but i'm just gonna sit here and enjoy the shit out of echo and then deadpool 3 when it comes out uh the summer 
last thing about Echo, I just want to say the fact that it's like, you know, your ancestors echo throughout you. I was like, of course, like poetry arrives. But yeah, it, it was that was a yeah. good thing. And then the reveal of her final costume was really cool. I was just like, her costume, a nice touch. It was really cool. Like she's already in the cool leather and everything, but it's like, you know, she thinks she sees her mom, but, you know, and or she does. And it's like the reveal is like, that's her costume. You know, that's her heritage. It's with her. It's. It's fucking sick. Yeah. I still think it needed two more episodes, but overall. Oh, yeah. Good shit. Like, I, I hope that. Because I don't know. I mean, there's Born Again. They're doing. They did rewrites and reshoots for that show. I hope that they. I hope that they. Give us more. And they. Don't feel like they have to rush everything, you know? I, I feel like if. If Morgan is at least eight episodes, I feel like that's going to be okay for a show. But like five episodes for like half an hour each is not yeah. ideal. I, I I don't think Disney has the excuse anymore to just crank shit out like that. That was, I guess, okay. Like at the beginning when they had nothing. But even then, like I, th- some of the content suffered for that. Like there's no reason to slow cook it and make it good now there's yeah that that, that yeah, covid yeah. rush was yeah a slog at some point like i i love the content they made but it it's clear right it's like oh like yeah it it is if this needed about a, yeah another month of like real good like looking at and review and work and it, it would have been you know stellar you know but it's still great they still had good stuff but it's like some of the things that you could tell it's like get this out now <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah yeah overall echo was a fun time for me i assume it was a fun time for you yeah and i think it was it was better than what if um let's talk with some of my buddies what about if oh yeah season two what if and it was good i i just think season one just did I don't want to say better things. I want to say um, bolder things, I think. I, at least for me. I did enjoy season two, don't get me wrong. And I, I know one of our buddies did not enjoy the Hella and uh, Wenwu team up. I thought it was great. But um, everyone to the, each his own, right? Um, yeah, I think it could have used a little more as well, but it was still good. But yeah, I put Echo above what if they came out kind of close to each other. Speaking of what if, um, I believe um, the new character from What If season two, Hori, um, Hori, um, the person that uh, voiced her played her mother in Echo. Oh, nice! Good connection. I, I believe that's right. Yeah. So yeah, just a little. little Cool little Easter egg. My last Easter egg of, nice. of Echo for now. Um, sure, there'll be more. I'm sure if I'm wrong, people will tell me in the comments. That's fine. Um, yeah. But yeah. I believe that is our review for Echo. Hell yeah. Let us know what you thought of Echo in the comments. Uh, did you like it? Did you not like it? Uh, did you enjoy parts of it? Let us know. We like to conversate with you i'd like to talk about it talk about it oh yeah talk about it um 
But yeah, I think with that out of the way, I believe this will be uh, the end of this week's podcast. Um, of course, uh, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Remember, Hell yeah. this weekend, uh, Sunday the 4th at 1 o'clock on twitch.tv forward slash United We Nerd will be the first of the chase for the title where we will be competing for the World Nerdy Way Championship. Hell yeah. And of course, uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, threads, pretty much most social media places you can find us there at United We Nerd. Uh, and of course, if you can't watch us live, uh, we will have all our episodes on United We Nerd's YouTube channel. And for the streams, we do have a VOD channel. You can go to UWN Rewind, where we will have all of the Chase for the Title VODs stored there. Oh, yeah. So if you can't hang out with us live on Sunday, you can go back and watch it and see how the progression is going. Hell yeah. All right. Yeah, brother. Joel, always a pleasure. It's always good to talk nerdy shit with you. Always good. And it's always fun to hang out with you guys. But of course, this has been United We Nerd. Until next time. Keep on nerding. Until I might swing got a fucking Oscar nomination, y'all. Let's get it, big Fuck, we didn't talk about that shit. Oh.